One of the most interesting aspects of quantum healing hypnosis technique, when used as a therapy, is the direct line it can create to our own authentic self. In this light trance or theta brainwave state, we give up our conscious restrictions and our self-imposed boundaries. We foster new support for a more peaceful, true nature. In quantum healing hypnosis, this is where we are thought to greet our subconscious mind or our higher self, generally defined as a portion of the individual's psyche, which is very much a part of them, but rests in a state above their conscious thought. QHHT practitioner Wanda Amos gives us an overview of her experience, drawing out a dialogue between herself and her client's subconscious mind. I suppose in a sense if you can hear your higher self the fact that it is as you say a no nonsense voice it's the same way your children react when they hear you it's like we are the children yeah. and we hear and we're just we're left without a doubt we were told we're loved and we just don't have any doubt because of the way it came to us that's right and sometimes too sometimes the higher self can be no nonsense other times it can be hilarious i had one client that was very serious and was going through some very serious things but their higher self was hilarious, <laughs> and everything was funny, and there was laughter. And other ones, you know, it's it's very similar to the person, just the, the highest parts of the person. So it's really quite fascinating to have that conversation with the higher self. After, after a session and the higher self comes through, and in the example of the one whose higher self was the, the comedian, do you find when you say it bleeds through and you, you do say you notice a difference with the person after a session, does it seem to happen instantaneously or does it sometimes take a little while? It can be instantaneous and sometimes it does take a while and the healing component of that as well because when we're talking to the higher self, we're asking that the higher self will heal certain things because the person comes with uh, two lists of questions. Uh, one list is going to be personal things, you know, why am I experienced this, you know, what do I need to know about that? The other one is the health issues where they're going to ask if something can be healed. And it is unbelievable what the higher self is capable of doing and how the person can find out they have everything within them to heal certain things. So when it comes to that part, you know, I, I will ask the question. And when we're talking to the higher self, it's interesting as well because I'm speaking uh, in the third person. Instead of saying, oh, what are you doing now? I'm going to say, let's say her name is Sheila. I'll say, what does Sheila need to know about this? And always in the third person because it lets the person kind of stand aside and let the higher self come through. And even if they're answering, well, I think this or I think that, I'm still going to ask the questions in the third person because I'm speaking to the higher self. I'm not speaking to the person who's lying on the table. So I will ask, you know, can this be healed today? Uh, sometimes the higher self will say yes. Sometimes I'll ask, may I ask how it's being done? And it's really quite amazing the answers the higher self will come up with. And sometimes the answer will be no if I say, can this be healed today? And then I'll say, may I ask why? And they'll give an answer as to why it can't be done today. And I'll say, can it be mitigated? Can we start the process? What do they need to do for this to be healed? And as long as the higher self knows that I'm just focused on getting the person what they want, they'll continue the conversation and keep on going.
Just on a, a sidebar, do you ever find that the person, because I, I suppose the, the the physical organism you see sitting in front of you that's come into your office is just sort of the manifestation, in a sense, of the higher self. It's sort of the higher self is working through this person. Do you find that the person ever sort of interferes with your connection with their own higher self? Is that possible? Sometimes that can happen. Sometimes it's because... They've never felt this before, and it can be a little bit strange. And that's why I continue just asking in the third person, just to gently. And my job is to make sure that they're comfortable and relaxed and that they're open. And part of that, because there's an interview process as well before the actual induction, where we'll spend quite a bit of time talking. And also I I give a a pre-session interview where they're going to um, send me some answers to some questions so that by the time they get here, the process has already started and they've already started, you know, asking questions of themselves. Is there something that anyone can do to prepare themselves for a session with you? The basics are, you know, the session can run between three, four, or five hours. And that's even with the, the initial. I usually talk to the person beforehand get to know them a little bit. It's easier if I know them because I have a sense of who they are already. But quite often, you know, there's someone that I've not met before. They've answered a few questions. So when they come to the door, I have to get them to trust the process. Sometimes they've read a lot about it. Sometimes they've read nothing. Um, So I have to explain what it is we'll be doing, uh, ask them some questions about themselves. And even though we've just met, it's important that they open up let me know what's really going on with their lives. And that's when I assure them that, you know, even though I make a recording, everything is encrypted. There's no way that anyone will ever hear it. And after they get home with their their thumb drive and find out that everything is okay, they can contact me and I'll delete it forever. How long have you been performing regression services or regression therapy? Since 2014. In this method, I have, I have done other regressions, other past life regressions, just through meditations, guided people through that. But this is by far my favorite way of doing it. It appears to be more structured. It seems yes. like you're very focused on a very specific form of healing. And it is. And it's, you know, Dolores did such a wonderful job of really working it and reworking it until it was just perfect. And when you follow the script, uh, even though sometimes, depending on the, the person's belief system, you may change a couple of words, but still following it in that manner, it leads you precisely to where you need to be. Now, where you need to be can be many different places. And from there, you just go with it. One of the most interesting things was, you know, we say past lives, but I actually had someone who was a flower, which was rather interesting. (laughs) So I thought, okay, what kind of questions do I ask a flower? And the next thing I knew, I was just asking questions, and it was really quite interesting. So I guess when you asked what their feet looked like, that would have been interesting. (laughs) And it was, but sometimes you get a hint um, that there's something different, because if they don't see anything, um, then, then you just keep on asking the questions. I'm fortunate enough that Quite often, I have a sense of, of what the person is seeing as well, especially when it comes to colors and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll see the colors around them. Mm, oh, or sometimes okay. I'll see like a, a movie in my head of what could be happening. 
Right, so you sort of share the image between you. It makes it easier for you to prompt the next yes. question. It does, very much so. So if you um, are regressing someone and they sort of, let's just, I don't know if this ever occurred, but let's just say, uh, do you sort of, you're leaving it up to them to say where, where they want to go, um, I guess the higher self. What if the higher self offers five or six images all at the same time and they're all different lives and it's sort of up to the person to pick one? Has that ever happened? That can be, that can happen. It's called leapfrogging. Sometimes they'll go from image to image, lifetime to lifetime, uh -huh. and you just have to go with it. There's always a reason why they're experiencing what they're experiencing. So you just have to ask some questions, uh, and then sometimes, very quickly, they'll go into something else. When it all wraps up at the end, you can see the theme of why that was shown. Wow. So it could be that in past lives, perhaps several, it's all um, sort of accumulated in the same theme, as you mentioned. So it, you might have eight different opportunities to see the same theme. That's right. And even though we say past lives... When it comes to pure consciousness, everything is happening at once. So if you're just dipping into different things, it's, it's, it's all at once. Everything is going on. Yes, it's all simultaneous. If you were to go back in time, it would be just as though it were occurring right now. But it would be... It, everything is in the now. Yeah. Wow. This is so interesting. You must love your job. <laughs> it is. The time flies. It really, really does when I'm doing one. Even though they can take a lot of time, it just it never seems that way. And the person, um, after we're finished with the regression, usually thinks it's been about 15 minutes, mm -hmm. when quite often it's been two hours. Oh, how rewarding for everybody. So you mentioned before that sometimes people will come in because they have a, a certain issue like relationships or they have a certain um, physiological condition, I don't know, maybe arthritis yeah. or something. You kind of give them an opportunity to say what it is they're coming in for. Maybe they have several things. What is there sort of um, a predominant concern that people come in looking for your services for? Is it usually physical, emotional? Is there one thing that stands out for you? It's usually both. Um, the people who, who want to have this sort of experience rarely is it just out of curiosity. Quite often it's because they're in chronic pain, uh, physically or emotionally. Pain is pain. You know, whether it is physical or emotional, it's still really, really challenging. And they just don't want to feel that way. People sometimes feel like they're lost. That's challenging. But quite often, they find out that they're not. You know, sometimes we, we expect more of ourselves. We, we say, okay, I'm not on my path. I'm not doing what I came here to do. Yet they find out they are doing what they came here to do. What you're doing every day, that is what you're supposed to be doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. Did you think uh, there's sort of an element of fear there? Someone comes in and maybe they want to know what their life purpose is and they're terrified that, as you say, they feel like they're not doing it when really they are. Um, I don't know, does the higher self tend to show them something to hang on to, something to uplift them in some way? Quite often, yes. Okay. And sometimes the higher self will give them a talking to. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, some of the questions... Uh, will be, you know, what do they need to know about this or what do they need to do? And the higher self will say, they know what they need to do. They know exactly what they need to do. They've just got to start doing it. I'm thinking, okay, well, can we just... <laughs> 
describe what that is? <laughs> a little specific. <laughs> let's, let's just let's just put it down because, and it's interesting too. Um, I always ask how many times they need to listen to the recording, and there's there's a usual number, and it's it's quite funny how many times each higher self will say, "Okay, this is the number of times they should listen to it." Well, some people have to listen to it quite a few times, <laughs> and the higher self will say, "Okay." You know, 14 times <laughs> for it to really sink in. Oh, wow. Okay, so some people really, really need to work on listening to themselves, I guess. <laughs> they really, they really do. And I, and I think, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of time to have to listen. But, you know, the higher self knows better than I do how many times they should listen to it. Quite a, like a dinner and a show for you, too, <laughs> just sitting in on oh, that. it is fascinating absolutely fascinating uh ever come across like Joan of Arc or any, anybody that you might have heard about before or is it that how it works <laughs> there have been some interesting things um there have some been some that you can actually go back into history wow and read about them afterwards those are the ones that you know each one is profound in its own way mm. But some of them seem like normal lifetimes, but sometimes there are those those lifetimes where there's an answer um, to a question that you may not find in a history book, where there's a different way of looking at things, where people will be involved in an historic moment, but it's the way they see it, not exactly the way the history books have described it, but it was their perception of what was going on at that time. And those I find quite fascinating. So I think this is probably an obvious question. But would you say that you're providing a therapeutic session or to facilitate healing to the people that come to see you? I know that each person who has been there has facilitated their own healing because it's their higher self that's doing it. Whether they hold on to that healing or not is up to them. Most often they do. Yes, I suppose if someone came in, sat with you, received the information they were supposed to, were good in the moment, but then sort of dismissed it on the drive home, then, you know, that would be their choice. So maybe they that were... That would be their choice. Yeah, they'd be on the fence. Obviously, if they came to your office in the first place, they're, they want to make changes, but whether or not they're quite ready for it might be another thing. But the potential is always there. Mm -hmm. At any time, they can decide to act on the information that they've received. And it's not something that, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to act on it. This is something that is always going to be there for you. It's up to you uh, what you're going to do with it. Why do you think people are helped by regression therapy or when you present them with this opportunity to connect with their higher selves? Because I suppose that's really what you're doing. Um, why do you think it's helpful to them? I think it's most helpful because it is self-empowering. It's one thing, you know, I, I work with healing energies as well, and it's one thing to lie on a massage table and have someone do jazz hands over you mm -hmm. and you feel better. <laughs> it's quite another one to, to have your own voice tell you uh, who you are and give you the opportunity for healing and knowing that, you know, we each have this unique ability to heal ourselves. When you know that, it makes it so much easier. And when you know that you're connected to something, that can create miracles. Just that in itself, I think, is empowering. Yes. Um, I suppose in the way that when you get together even with a friend for coffee and they tell you something lovely about yourself that never really occurred to you, in a way, 
that's sort of the same idea. It's getting to know yourself. Yes, very much so. And what are some of the comments that you'll hear from clients after a session? I mean, after the the shock wears off. (laughs) (laughs) There can be a bit of a shock. Um, And with some of it, it's it's interesting that the higher self understands that we humans have a way of talking ourselves out of things. That we can always say, oh, that was just my imagination. You know, that was a weird thing. It was wishful thinking. But I find in most of the regressions, there is something that the higher self shows that lets the person know this is different. And one of the ones that was quite fascinating was there was someone who came and we went through the whole process and we went through three full lives and then talking to, to the higher self and, and that sort of thing. And afterwards, she was a little bit quiet and, you know, we, we do the debriefing. And I said, so uh, are you okay? You know, I make sure they eat something, that they're okay to go and drive or whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I was doubting it until that second lifetime. And to me, the second lifetime was, okay, well, what was it about that? Um, in the second lifetime, she was traveling, and in this one, she, she was a, a male who took care of horses during wartime and went from place to place with the horses. And I said, so what was it about it that, that you knew this was something that was different? She said, I don't like animals. <laughs> There's no way that I would have given up my life to do that. Huh. She said, I couldn't make that up. Because I don't even like animals that much. Okay. Yet she was shown a lifetime where she truly gave up her life to take care of these animals going from from war to war to war. So that's how her higher self showed her that, okay, this is different. You're uh, not making this up because you wouldn't make this up. Very clever. <laughs> it, and the higher self is very, very clever. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I can sense when it's being clever, and other times I have no idea. And it's the person who says, okay, now I get it, you know, or, or, or the higher self will say something that no one else could possibly know. During a session, when the subconscious mind makes an appearance, a series of truly intriguing changes can occur. There's often a rise in the energy level or atmosphere of the room. It can be described as feelings of immense power, peace, and love. Throughout the centuries, a variety of philosophical, spiritual, and scientific names have been applied to this state. The higher self-subconscious mind could also be termed the universal mind, or simply oneness. Regardless of its name, this inherent wisdom, which may be residing within us all, seems quite accessible. With a transformational potential, we might all find revolutionary. You're listening to Nature, Therapy, and Beyond with Catherine Skynot. Appreciation to our guest, Wanda Amos, practitioner of the quantum healing hypnosis technique. For instrumentals provided by Blue Dot Sessions, www.sessions.blue. And to you, thank you for listening.